So Jay, we were, we were talking about the, that experience of going to the next place, and I call it keeping keeping your hunger on. That um, you know, I, I found that challenge now, and then we get satisfied, we get settled, and I realize there's a need for a great yes. encounter with God. Well, it's it's just part of our journey. I mean, it's fun when things are hot and heavy. Back in the days of the vineyard movement and all right. the things happening in Toronto. You got this big wave, it's easy to catch. <laughs> but what happens during the times when he says, now walk it out? Right. And walking it out is where maturity happens. Right. You know, we start out finding our identity, first of all. When we're broken, when we come to the Lord, that first stage is identity. And that takes people a long time to come out of a broken identity or image to a, a new one. And then we discover sonship. Oh my God, that yeah. just opens things so much wider. And you go, I'm in him and he's in me and I'm his son and he loves me. And I mean, you just go static. But there's got to be a point in maturity where you come to a, a place, I've got to partner with this God. I've got to be all that he intended me to be. He, he didn't just put me here accidentally. There's a reason for him putting me here and finding that is difficult for some people. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's how, how we're raised. I mean, I don't know about you, but that wasn't a big message in the early days for me. It was about preach the gospel, go do. And I had to go through a process of, of breaking a performance mentality off of me where, because I was just geared, to, <coughs> you know, having a big church was the way to, to get God happy. And I had to. There's a lot of stress in that. Yeah. Trying to keep up with. What everybody else is doing and not wanting to be comparing but right. it's just human isn't it yeah, we it is. and so i'd get the biggest church in town and i'd think well i've arrived but then someone came along and boy did they have a much bigger one i, I talked to this one pastor one time i said you, you've got 1500 people here now you've got 1500 he says oh no only about 300. i said no i've heard you've got 1500 he says oh the rest are a crowd the 300 were his disciples. I didn't see that. Big difference. Big difference. And so when we come into the place that God's preparing for us, we've got to know his heart and come to that place where by knowing his heart, we can trust him with the things we don't understand. And there are so many times that we feel stuck. And, and really, in truth, it's not that we're stuck. It's just that we don't see what we don't see. Right. And so... I, in 2016, being that I've been well-trained by John Wimber, I was in the Word, I was raised in a Methodist home, knew the Scriptures, of course, very well, and so I could not put in to an understanding what um, supernatural encounters were and why they would happen the way they did. And sometimes you would pray a certain prayer and nothing would happen. And the next time you pray a prayer and all of a sudden everything's blowing wide open. <laughs> so I, I really didn't know the heart of the Father. Right. And I didn't know what to expect from Him. And so uh, it began an open door for me where I started encountering the heavens, encountering angels and the heavenly realms. I was actually in different locations by the Spirit, just like in the New Testament, that I didn't ask for, I didn't have any understanding about. And I would always say, wait a minute, did I have pizza last night? Right, right. You know, wait, I don't understand this, this whole thing. I, I'm not sure if this is um, legit or not. 
but I really would go back to the scripture again and again. Now, this is important. You do everything with Jesus in the picture. If Jesus isn't in the picture, I don't want anything to do with it. You need to know his word in the heart of the Father. You go into it. Anything that you encounter in God doesn't get outside of the lane. And you find yourself out of the lane, you're in trouble. You know when you're out of the lane, the bumps on the side of the road. Stay in your lane. But there is so much of God to experiment and experience. They would call it probably extra biblical. But the Bible didn't say it was the final word. (laughs) It says... If all of the stories written about Jesus could be compiled, it wouldn't. There would be no, not enough books in the world to contain them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jay, I want you to elaborate on that for a second because I think it's so important that the Word of God anchors us, but also relationships and being connected to people. Because that's where I find a lot of people get off. That um, <clears throat> whether it's in the in the prophetic times, you know, when, when we got hit with the Holy Spirit, Toronto style back in the. 90s in my church, everybody was a prophet, you know, and uh, but few people could take a little correction. You know, they couldn't hear that there's a process of growing in some of this stuff, and it's that's one of the things I appreciate what Mark Henderson's done, and you bring this to the mix too, is we're taking this step by step, we're learning to experiment, and that's what I loved about John Wimber, John was willing to experiment, but he was also anchored, he was anchored to, to the truth, he was anchored to others, and it kept him you know, even though we go to the edges sometimes, it kept him in track with the Lord. Well, we limit ourselves because of our past beliefs and because of the fear of getting in error. Right. I don't fear that because I know God and I know his voice yeah. and I know yeah. his word. And he's so gently, without, without any uh, strong or harsh language, he's so tenderly brings me back in. But you pointed out something very important. It's so important that these elements are never out of any experience we have in God. You need to keep it in God's Word and ask Him to expand an understanding because I see things different now. I could change my mind tomorrow and go, well, I see it differently now because I've experienced it. The Word is alive. I am actually the living Word according to the Bible. It says, you know, I'm in Him and He's in me. He says... You are light. I'm light. He's light. We are the Word because it's alive within us. And we walk out of that. And so that includes a right relationship with God, accountability with their brothers, where you have checking and balance, being teachable, walking in humility. We're talking basic Christianity 101. The things that we've forgotten sometimes about loving and forgiving we, we can't afford to have judgment in our heart towards anyone. It's illegal. Yeah. It says cast down all imaginations, judgments, criticisms, anything that lofts it, you know, lofty, anything that lifts itself above the mind of God. Well, perfect example is the counsel you're giving downstairs of how God changed some things in your life. That uh, I might have you touch on that in a second, how we have to let go of our own perspectives, our own offenses, our own judgments. And I call it living clean, where the, the, the light of God shines through us clearly. It's not, yes. There's no shapes or shadows, and we can perceive, and we can, above all, love. Because love just breaks down all the barriers. You know, we prayed for that. We prayed, God, make me like you. 
Well, there's no shadow of turning in him. He's not duplicit. Right. He doesn't say one thing and do another. Right. He doesn't waver. Right. But he gives us time to learn how to work on our heart and our character in almost every situation I've ever encountered that seemed to be chaotic. I came back to find out it was nothing more than God was just after my heart. Mm. He was trying to help me see what I couldn't see. I had a broken relationship with my daughter for a long time. I wanted to defend myself, deny any accusation, mm. all the things we do naturally. But until I learned to surrender and say, if that's your perception of truth, then it's truth. I own it. I'm coming low. I take full responsibility and I ask your forgiveness and I ask for mercy. It took years in doing that consistently. And then when I would backslide, I'd have to go forward again and make up for letting my emotions come back out. And I won my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, do this for me. Look in the camera. I, I think there's some parents out there that need to hear there's hope for that estranged child and that desire to be reconciled. Well, I am in so agreement to do this that those of you who have estranged children who maybe are far away, it would seem, the Father loves them much more than you could ever imagine, much more than you love them and cares that they come home. And they're just on a, a journey, a path that I believe is going to come right back into his heart again. He allows that to happen as people need mm -hmm. to understand what truth is for them. It may not look the way you think it should look. Try hard not to judge it and let God show you that it, if you get out of the way and trust Him. I mean, you, you know, we often project so often our own emotions and our feelings and our dogmas on our children. And they don't really want that anymore. They want to be loved and celebrated and accepted. That's hard to do when it goes against the grain. But if you can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can regain and renew the relationship that you want with your son or daughter. The Father's always at work. He's always at work in the life of your children. And you have to pray and trust that all things do work to the good. You know what Joseph said to his brothers? When they found him there as Pharaoh, feeding them the grain, he said, You didn't do anything to me. This was God. <laughs> what the enemy meant is evil. God is used for the good. And I believe that even in our lives with our children, that some things we thought, you know, it, it wasn't God's will. But God has permitted it because he has a good intention and he'll bring it to the good. I think God permits a lot of things that we would never imagine that He would allow because He's so fully confident that He is God <laughs> that He's got it all under His control. And right here in this interview, I don't know if you understand this, but He is intervening this very second mm, in your life, in the life of your children, working all things to the good. And it could be you're in the way if you just step back a little bit and trust Him more because he is committed to finish what he started. That's beautiful. Gary, thanks for your wisdom, buddy. Good stuff. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. God bless you all.